BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. So yesterday, no labels held a town hall in New Hampshire, St. Anselm. The purpose was to announce a set of principles for the 2024 campaign and also to explain their intention. Featured were Joe Manchin and John Huntsman. It's kind of funny to see the publicity for the event because the publicity photo, at least that which I've seen, maybe the stock, you know, Getty image. Actually, I want to tell you two funny things about publicity and photographs. Every time RFK, and it seems he's been in a lot of uh, controversy recently, so it's been in the context of controversy, but every time I'm online and I'm reading a story about what he's most recently embroiled himself in, it's a photograph of the event of our event in Norristown, Pennsylvania, when we had a, a POTUS Sirius XM town hall. And there was a professional photog in the house and those are the pictures that seem to be drawn on by the media whenever they're talking about him. Similarly, when the subject is Huntsman and Mansion in the context of no labels, there was a picture taken probably right, Dan, where you're seated now or where you're seated most days. They are seated. in the studio at Sirius XM. That's correct. Yeah. And that was uh, that was back when they hosted No Labels Radio and it was live Saturday mornings and uh, their producer was yours truly. Wow, that is really yeah. amazing. In fact, I remember doing a town hall with both of them mm-hmm. very soon after I came to mm-hmm. Sirius XM. Well, actually, yeah. wait a minute. It's even better than that. In that picture of Huntsman and Mansion, you can see a plaid shirt over one of their shoulders. <laughs> that would be our yeah. Dan Henning. Yeah, producing if, if, Dan, is the, Dan yeah. is the plaid shirt. Yeah, it's a over purple. The it's a purple plaid shirt over yeah. uh, Hunt, Governor Huntsman. Huntsman's left shoulder. If you zoom uh-huh. in, you see I'm standing <laughs> in the back of the studio, and it's my arm. Just the arm. It's okay. very funny. Very funny. All right. Anyway, John uh, uh, John Huntsman and Joe Manchin yesterday together in New Hampshire. Manchin, of course, a former people don't remember this sometimes. Former governor of West Virginia, then turned United States senator. Huntsman, former governor of Utah, former ambassador. How's this for a resume? Former ambassador to both Russia and China. Remember. Barack Obama, at least this was the story and I always bought into it, surveyed the landscape and saw Huntsman as a potential opponent in 2012, which would have been the reelect year, and offered him the gig in China to kind of take him out of the equation. And then, similarly forgotten, John Huntsman was Donald Trump's ambassador to Russia, at least for a portion of the Trump term. They are both very credentialed individuals. One of them's a Republican. One of them is a Democrat. And they are both seeking to offer an alternative to the status quo, you know, each providing in the abstract, at least, meaning on paper, if you had to define, hey, what does the country need? 
you know, precisely what the polls say Americans want, which is a choice, something different, an alternative, especially if the front runners remain Joe Biden and Donald Trump. May I just remind everybody of two very recent polls? One was NBC and it was in April. Headline, majorities don't want Biden, comma, Trump to run for president in 2024. According to the survey, 70 percent of all Americans, including 51 percent of Democrats, believe he, Biden, should not run for a second term. Half of those who said that he should not run for a second term cite his age as the major reason why. As for Trump, 60 percent of Americans, including a third of Republicans, think the former president should not run in 2024. So that was NBC in April. And then came CNN in May. Two thirds, 66 percent of Americans say a Biden victory would either be a setback or a disaster for the country. Sixty six percent Biden's reelection would either be a setback or or a disaster for the country. Meanwhile, when the questions are asked about Donald Trump, he, in May, fared slightly better. 56% said a disaster or a setback, though the two are about even in the share who say each of them winning would be a disaster. The point is this, and and we've, we've had poll after poll and many, many conversations about this, that a majority of Americans think it would it's not just that they don't want it, that they, it would be like a bad thing for the country. If one of the two front runners emerges victorious, if you had to create. In the abstract, the type of individuals you'd like to see fill the void, I think you'd envision something like the duo from yesterday. Credentialed, telegenic proven vote getters, former state CEOs as governors. I get it. Not perfect. You can you can talk about each of their record and come up with something. Uh, Most often what I hear with regard to Manchin is he comes from a coal based economy state. He represents issues at precisely the moment that the planet is on fire. You know, like, do we really want to have someone of that background elevated to the position of president of the United States? But, you know, no one can doubt his independent streak. Right. Yesterday, and I'm going to play the sound for you of this yesterday before Manchin and Huntsman spoke, former North Carolina Governor Pat McGrory kicked off the event and made it clear that. You know, here's what's going to happen if, in fact, we get to Super Tuesday with the status quo. But the fact of the matter is, if by Super Tuesday that we see the final two candidates, frankly, being Donald Trump or Joe Biden and Joe Biden, the American people are saying loud and clear, and we'll measure that again come Super Tuesday. Right now, 60 to 70 percent of the American people are saying we can do better. That's not the choice we want. Now, hopefully, by shaping the agenda, between now and then, things will change. For my party, the Republicans, for Ben's party, independents, I mean, the Democrat, and for an independent. That's our goal. But if it doesn't change and we do get on the ballot access, which we will, we will present a president and vice president candidate on a no-labels ticket. We plan to do that. But only if we see we have an opportunity to win. 
And we're going to be listening to the American people. And that's how this agenda was formed, by listening to the American people. This is not our agenda. This is the American people's agenda. And isn't it about time that we listen to the American people to shape our nation for the future and for the next generation? We so live in the greatest so nation in the world. So that's sort of the tee up of what what yesterday was all about. And after Governor McGrory kicked it off and said, hey, if we're in the same position come Super Tuesday that we are today, then this is what No Labels is going to do. Now it was time for Manchin and Huntsman to speak. Kevin Cirilli, who I've known for a long, long time, who is a journalist now with Scripps, uh, he conducted the interview. And of course, you know, the elephant in the room is, well, are we talking about these two guys? Here's how that subject came up presidential ticket. Let me just say that what we're here is is basically to explain to you that we need options. And the options may be moving the parties who basically uh, have receded to their, uh, I will call extreme, right and extreme left. And that's not who we are. It's not where we've come from. It's not the country that we are. And we're basically saying common sense. We're going around the country. I appreciate No Labels doing what they've done. Nancy and the entire team here, thank you. I want to thank St. A's College uh, for the Institute of Politics allowing us to be here. I think it's fantastic. I want to thank Governor John. Uh, where, where's Governor Sununu? I know he's here somewhere. I just saw him. He's back here. But Governor Sununu, thank you. Chris, thanks for allowing us here. To my two colleagues, uh, so they released yesterday a booklet called Common Sense, yeah, drawn from, from Thomas Paine. It begins this way. We see our two major political parties dominated by angry and extremist voices driven by ideology and identity politics rather than what's best for the country. By the way, I could have written these words. I mean, this is like, this is like straight out of the mantra of this program. We see our two major political parties dominated by angry and extremist voices driven by ideology and identity politics rather than what's best for the country. We hear reason and persuasion, the pillars of our democracy since its founding, being replaced by anger and intimidation. So many of us are concerned. We worry about falling behind and wonder why so much of what people say or do in Washington, D.C. has no connection to the kitchen table concerns most Americans think about every day. If you feel this way, then No Labels Common Sense is for you. The booklet takes its name and inspiration from the original Common Sense pamphlet published in 1776 by Thomas Paine. Its arguments for American independence from Great Britain were so clear and inspirational that historians rank Paine as one of the fathers of the revolution. And then it goes on, and, and not with tremendous detail, but with broad strokes to present issue positions, things like the national debt or health care costs or security or the borders, immigration, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I encourage you to read what they published yesterday and see if you agree with it. Um, John Huntsman, Governor Huntsman, Ambassador Huntsman, was then asked a question, and and he philosophized for a bit about democracy. Forget about the issues. Forget about the importance of expanding and enhancing our democracy. So you live in a place like China or Russia, and I've lived in both, uh, running both U.S. embassies. Uh, They don't allow any choice. There's no participation. 
they're complete pure authoritarian systems. So when I start hearing people here say, oh, that's not a good thing. We shouldn't do things to, to, to expand and enhance our participation in the system. It might result in A, B, or C winning or losing. I say, I've heard that before, but not in this country. Here, we do it differently. This is, I mean, this is, you know, this is a recurring theme of criticism. I'm going to get to it in a moment, and we'll deal with it. Of Wait a minute, aren't you just, aren't you all spoilers? Uh, it also came up for Senator Manchin. Senator Manchin said the following. Respective sides, they've gone too far right and too far left. If that movement can move, but they can't be done, that can't be done unless they're threatened. The only way you can threaten is have people out there that says, listen, they can't win, either side can't win without the independent. Without that independent, that center left, center right, an independent Republican, an independent Democrat. If they have another option, then they're in trouble. Both parties are in trouble. So they're going to have to say, okay, we better look at this again. I don't think unless we stay over here that they're going to vote for us. Maybe we can move. Let's see what happens. It's too early. But anyone thinks we need to do something. I'm pressing on this because if you do get in the race and you spoil the election, is, would you would that factor into? I've never been in any race I've ever spoiled. I've been in races to win, and if I get in a race, I'm going to win. So with that being said, you get a feel for it. Look, I mean, in the abstract, it is everything I'll speak for myself that I've wanted to see. Give me a choice. Give me credible individuals, preferably representative of both parties. People who've held elective office would be a plus seasoned individuals who are telegenic, who can make the case that there's a different approach, a different way. Let's talk about civility. Let's talk about compromise as something other than the new C word. And here they are, potentially being a ticket themselves. By the way, I think a, a, an open question as would be if if this is a ticket, is it necessarily Mansion Huntsman? This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now 
wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. But I don't want to I don't want to focus on these two personalities other than to say they would be credible. In my view, they would absolutely be they'd be more credible than than Gary Johnson and Bill Weld were. And I like Johnson and Weld. they I think it, it's it's an upgrade. They would be deserving of a seat at the table, given the credentials that each of them hold. And yet today, so much of what I've read and have been reading, it's not just today, but in anticipation of this, so much of what I'm reading uh, coming from people who are, are like terrified by this concept, you know, believing that it can only boost Donald Trump. David Brooks is a great example. He addressed the subject. Brooks, interestingly, participated in the No Labels launch a decade ago, as did I although I've not been involved with the group since then. And Brooks was the one who did the original reporting, at least as I recall, about how they were putting together this well-funded effort to try and secure ballot position. And then after educating his New York Times readers about the effort, he came back and addressed the subject again with with a different approach and attitude. He began his, uh, his essay, this was June 8th, by saying, I've long been a fan of No Labels, the organization that works to reduce political polarization and Washington gridlock. I spoke at its launch event in 2010. I've admired the Problem Solvers Caucus, a No Labels-inspired effort that brings Republicans and Democrats in Congress together to craft bipartisan legislation. Last September, when No Labels wanted to go public with its latest project, I was happy to use my column to introduce it to people. That project is a $70 million effort to secure ballot access for a potential third presidential candidate in 2024. America needs an insurance policy, the folks at No Labels argue. If the two major parties continue to go off the extremes, then voters should have a more moderate option, a unity ticket of Republicans and Democrats who are willing to compromise to get things done. In the nine months since my column appeared, no labels analysts have conducted polling that they believe shows that their as-to-yet-be-selected third candidate could actually win the White House. Today, they argue, the electorate is roughly evenly split among those who lean Democratic, those who lean Republican, and the unaffiliated. There's clearly an opening for a third option. Furthermore, voters are repelled by the thought of a Joe Biden, Donald Trump rematch. Large majorities don't want either man to run. 59% of voters surveyed in a no labels analysis said that if that happened, they would consider voting for a third moderate candidate. If the no labels candidate won just 61% of this disaffected group and the remainder was split evenly between the other two candidates, he or she would capture a plurality of the electorate and could win the presidency. Now comes the butt. Now comes the butt. He then goes through, he, David Brooks, goes through some other analysis, including from Third Way, and says the simple fact is the Third Way analysts argue Democrats need moderates more than Republicans do. Because there are more conservatives than progressives in America. Democrats need to get 60% of the self-identified moderate votes to win nationally, they say, while Republicans need to get only 40 percent. 
You suck those voters away to a third party and you've just handed the keys to the Oval Office to Donald Trump. And so Brooks, like others, then takes the tact of saying, this is really great in the abstract. We need choice. We need credible people. But but not this cycle. To which I say, wait a minute. For the reasons that I mentioned at the outset when I cited the polling data from both NBC and CNN, if people regard Trump and Biden as as you know prospective disasters for the country, if either of them gets a second term, isn't this the perfect cycle, the perfect year to launch an alternative or at least to keep the option open? That's not how Brooks sees it. He says Donald Trump changes the equation. A second Trump presidency represents an unprecedented threat to our democracy. In my view, our sole focus should be to defeat Trump. This is not the time to be running risky experiments, the outcomes of which none of us can foresee. Well, I read that and I say, the only thing I know for sure is that none of us can foresee where we will be next spring. You know, I'm still of the the mindset, George Will shares it, at least on the Republican side of the aisle, that it might be none of the above. Might not be DeSantis or Trump. I still think it might not be Biden or Trump. But I don't know. This election cycle is nuts. A former president of the United States already facing two indictments, probably going to face a third within a month in Georgia and maybe a fourth. We have no idea of the intangibles that are going to emerge and how they'll be resolved. Back to Brooks. Furthermore, he said, I'm persuaded that a third candidate would indeed hurt Biden more. I don't know that it's going to be Biden, David Brooks. What if it's somebody other than Biden and the American people still don't want her or him? He says Trump voters are solidly behind him while Biden voters are wobbly. And then there's the group of voters called the double haters. They dislike both candidates. So, so wait a minute, I'm supposed to listen to this logic and say, well, clearly this would harm Joe Biden, not Donald Trump. Therefore, no labels. Keep your powder dry. No. No, I want them to do exactly what they're doing with credible people like are speaking for them thus far. I, I, I like what emerged yesterday. I'm, I'm not saying this is the end game for me or that it should be for the country. But if people are willing to pony up $70 million to secure a ballot position so that we have an insurance policy, I'm all for it. Today's poll question at Smirconish.com. If after Super Tuesday, Joe Biden and Donald Trump lead their party's nominations, should no labels run a ticket? Please go vote at Smirconish.com. Take a look at the common sense uh, agenda that they put forth yesterday? Why would we stop? Why, given the uncertainty that surrounds this big picture, given all of the uncertainty, why today would we decide against this? No, 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 no. You know, I g- gather all the data. I, I, I tell our, our kids all the time, gather the data, make informed decisions. Nobody can make an informed decision on this today to foreclose it. Keep the option open. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Kyle, you're in Des Moines. Thank you. What did you most want to say? Yes, sir. Um, so ordinarily, I am a huge fan of a third-party uh, candidate. Yep. But the risk posed by Trump is too great. If Trump is the nominee, we cannot run a third party. If it was John McCain, Mitt Romney, anyone with a grip on reality, it would be okay. Well, I mean, but that's what Brooks says. That's what that's what that that is what David Brooks says. But what if it's not what if it's not Trump? What if it's somebody else that, that you find maybe nobody's going to be equally problematic for you, but somebody else that is just, you know, not a stellar candidate? Maybe Biden's replaced and it's not a stellar candidate. Then wouldn't you say next March, damn it, should have supported no labels getting on the ballot to at least keep the option open. Uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Mike, greetings. What did you most want to say? I don't know. It just seemed to me like it seems that the, the best um, option for them would be to run on the Democratic ticket and challenge Biden's primary. And I'm curious if the Democratic Party suppressed that. And is it too late for the Democrats to run like a Klobuchar or somebody else to get on the ticket and make it happen? Well, it's not too late for a, for a Klobuchar, but nobody wants to step out. I've, I've said before, if one if one non RFK junior credible Democrat of stature stepped out, I think you would see others uh, jump in as well. I mean, I have to believe they look at these numbers and and they know that the president is vulnerable, but nobody wants to be the one to be first who would then be at at cross purposes. Uh, Gene, greetings in New York. What are you thinking today? Uh, just to put things in perspective, I am a double pro voter, and let me turn on my, my there we go. I'm, I'm a double pro voter and a Trump voter, one time. Um, I think you're ignoring the practical aspect, even if 
the third party gets. You know what? I'm hearing. I'm hearing every second word from you, and I want to share breaking news with all of you. I know this only because I'm looking at a Chiron from CNN breaking news that Donald Trump has just been told he is the target of a January 6 probe. Did I not just say within 30 days he'll probably face, I think it's probable that he faces indictment from Fonnie Willis. Yeah, there you go. And now MSNBC has it on their Chiron as well. Um, and I said, and maybe he'll be facing a fourth from Jack Smith. And, and there it is. And there it is. Ah, how does that how does that change our conversation? Well, maybe it strengthens my observation that it might not be Trump. Or maybe it locks it in for him. Uh, what a day. Holy smokes. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Listen to Michael Live, weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. Keep voting at Smirconish.com when you're there. Uh, check out everything we've got going on, including the Smirch Merch page, which is very uh, popular these days with Frisbees and beach towels. Who knew? Jen, you are in Leavenworth, Kansas. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of people explain to me in their view why the no labels prospect is not a good idea. What do you think? Hi, good morning. Thank you so much. I just am an elder millennial, and I have lived in other countries, Australia being one, and it's been so embarrassing to watch America through their eyes, and to have a repeat of 2020 is just so scary to me, and I am so passionate about what new or No Labels is doing and how they've done business so far, and I'm all in. You're all in. And what, what, of, what of the criticisms that all this is going to do is reelect Donald Trump. And by the way, now he's going to face another indictment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I just think that our country is so much better. I, I talk to my peers and people around me, and, I, and no, I don't find anybody who's in line except for my parents with Trumpism. And I, I just don't think this is what our country needs, and I think we can do if, better. If people mean what they say, if people mean what they say in terms of, of, of wanting a different path, of wanting compromise, of wanting independent thinking, if, if, unless all of that polling is bunk, if we mean what we say, then why would we decide today? I'm not asking you. By the way, I don't even know why I'm pitching this. I guess it's just this is my personal view, but so be it. I'm not recommending that you buy into no labels today and that you commit yourselves to the no label. No. No. But instead, let's 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 keep our options open. Let's get why foreclose this if they have the prospect of putting together an option and and leave ourselves with an out that we see how things develop. And maybe next March we say, well, it seemed like a good idea in July. But here we are in March and we don't need it. Two-thirds of people. These guys would be a disaster. And instead, we're all going to say today, well, let's stay on the path of disaster. Not me. Let me see if Gene is back. Gene, you were in a bad cell before. You're a New Yorker. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was really quickly. Yeah. Uh, I am a Perot voter twice and a Trump voter once. I think the practical aspect is 
um, the Electoral College. So if the third party gets enough votes, there may not be enough um, votes to get over 270, and then it goes back to the House. True. And because the House is closed, that kind of throws the election really in turmoil. True. Uh, And let's just remind everybody what happens if it goes to the House. First of all, it would not be the House as currently comprised. So some people will say, well, it would be Kevin McCarthy and it would it might be. It might be, but it would be the House as comprised after the election, which, by the way, would make this a very important series of questions to ask those individuals running for Congress. What would the question be? The question would be. Hey, prospective member of Congress or incumbent, uh, if in fact no one gets to 270, would you vote along party lines or would you vote with whomever had the majority? It wouldn't be a majority, maybe the plurality in our state. I mean, th- those those issues would all be legitimate. Really, what it, I, I guess it it makes you wonder is if you had a particular state and the state voted for a candidate different than the composition of their congressional delegation with the congressional delegation defiantly reject that vote and cast a ballot along party lines. I would hope not. I would expect not, but I don't know. I think that uh, Pete in Maryland was going to say something similar. Pete, what are you thinking? Yes. First, I love your newsletter. Oh, I voted no. My ears. And uh, I do agree with the last caller on the electoral college. Uh, got 19% and no electoral votes. Wallace did get some electoral votes, but, you know, nothing like anybody who could win. So I think the electoral vote main issue. Got it. You, you're fearful of the electoral college and, and where it would all end and consequently not supportive of, of the idea. Uh, Brian, New York, New York, greetings. What did you most want to say? Hi, Michael. Um, Hi, I actually lost a lot of faith in no labels back in 2016 because John Huntsman was one of the faces of the organization. And as soon as Trump got the nomination, he endorsed Trump and then became his ambassador. So I think he lost a lot of credibility with me on that. And now I have trouble viewing this organization in the same way. So, uh, what about the others on the Republican side of the aisle? Because by that logic, Chris Christie's definitely out, right? Because he, he was attempting to play a role in the transition. He was very much Team Trump, except, uh, I guess, until Jared Kushner wanted him X'd out. You know, you could, you could eliminate pretty much everybody on the Republican side of the aisle by the same logic. True? But the whole point of the no labels is to be independent-minded. That, that's right. their whole mission statement. So for him to immediately yeah. endorse either one of the nominees is, is I get it no no I, I get it you're you're going to hold them accountable for past sins and and no right of redemption um it it just it just kind of uh sours me on them is all I, yeah. I'm not sure what to think about the organization I I think it's I think it's fair I think it's fair. And by the way, I I mean this really is by virtue of yesterday with with these two uh, powerhouses being front and center. It is it is taking on now, no matter how cagey they want to be, it is now taking on the prospect of, hey, what do you think of Manchin and Huntsman? 
which by definition, if you read literally what they put out, is is not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, you know, we're going to find an R and a D, we hope. Or maybe an R and uh, a D or an R and an I or a D and an I, you know, something, but not necessarily these two. They are now the face of it. Maybe that was unavoidable after yesterday's presser. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.